They came from across North America. They meet here each week in the basement of an abandoned comic book shop to talk comics. Covering all the news and info you need to the latest reviews and even books to stay away from. Join your hosts, Infinite Speech, the comic book clergyman, and the Spider-Man geek. Every week here on Tales from the Water. everybody and welcome to this week's tales from the water cooler water cooler episode 259 getting close to another milestone i guess Uh, every 10 episodes seems like a milestone at this point but uh, (laughs) you know whatever you got to celebrate the small victories for sure there there you go there you go (laughs) with us this week we have infinite speech and myself spider-man geek uh that's it the dynamic duo is here this week just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. Ah, <laughs> oh, good lord. Let's throw down. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, how's your week been? Oh, it's uh, it's or two it's weeks been, really, because we didn't we yeah. didn't talk to you guys last week. Yeah, so. It's been a minute. It's been a minute, but um, it's it's been great. Just constantly filled with comics and more comics, and I think that's why. I think that may be why I'm not doing backflips right now for nycc is just because for the past two weeks shit's just just been like coming in coming in coming mm-hmm. in coming in coming in and i'm like okay i need a i need a break so you know i will do the usual and pack two hours before the trip typical yeah i mean that's how i do it i pack two hours before the trip and then i book my transportation about 45 minutes before the trip and then i get ready to leave well, we can't all be that close to NYCC where we could just <laughs> leave on a whim and have well, some, some, friends in, some friends in the city you could crash <laughs> at or what have you. Some of us I mean, are tourists. I mean, you're you're just a couple more hours away from me. Well, like like, five, six hours? No, it's like eight or nine. Yeah, but, you know, I hear you drive pretty fast. <laughs> Well, it's not me. It's your speed limits. They're much higher than ours. <laughs> <laughs> you just take full advantage of it, huh? Do full advantage for sure. Oh God, yeah, but yeah, it's been good. It's been good. I've been. Um, the only thing like I'm really excited for right now is Luke Cage this Friday. That's right. And yes. Yeah. There was a there was a new trailer that was released on Monday, and I think I've watched it like twelve times. Have you seen it? I have not. Not the second one. Uh, it is. It's even better than the first two, and still um, there's like so much more. I'm I'm just like I said I'm I'm just very excited for mm-hmm. this whole Luke Cage thing just from beginning to end. And I think um, I think Friday uh, <coughs> after not <laughs> I think there's I'm feeling like 13 episodes, man. Yeah, I mean I got a binge watch, so this will be. <laughs> a Luke Cage weekend right nice. here. And nice. um, there's uh, there's just going to be so much going on right now. There was a, um, there was this huge thing online where showrunners were kind of bashing people who live tweet. Oh, yeah, okay. Garbage. Mm-hmm. And um, the director for Luke Cage is like encouraging everyone to just, you know, if you can have live tweet parties, just tweet the shit out of Luke Cage, watch it, enjoy it. And, you know, Enjoy your fandom. It could still be people spoiling it, right? Because they start with the final final episode and then live tweet that one. <laughs> That's a dick move right there. <laughs> I'm watching it in reverse. Listen as I watch. <laughs> so I mean I'm just I'm I'm ready for Luke. And then um I don't I'm I'm still unsure about Iron Fist. I saw they released some um some set pictures of like Iron Fist and Colleen Wing. Okay. And Iron, Iron Fist looks like that jerk barista that gets your order wrong all the time. He does a little bit, eh? I, yeah, I, I, I'm just, 
I thought he would have been, I don't know, he, he seems a little young, or, I, I don't, I, yeah, there's something that, but we'll have to wait and see, right? I mean, it could be, it could be, I didn't think Charlie Cox would be any good as Matt Murdock, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure they'll have Danny, like, shaved down and not look like a, a hipster hobo. <laughs> But I mean, as of right now, what they're what they're showing us isn't anything that makes me say, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna plant myself for 15 hours and just watch this." It just yeah. I'm just like, eh. There needs yeah. to just be a trailer of him putting those little slippers on. That's that's, <laughs> that's all we need, and uh, and maybe that collar. Maybe pop your collar. Danny. Oh God! See that that's the thing. I don't know what. Um, that's the thing that that we don't know is what co- costume yeah. he'll be wearing. I, I'm I I'm assuming it's going to be rather simplistic. You might you might end up with the uh, with the yellow headband cowl thing, but uh, I don't think they're going to go with green. You don't think spandex. so? It, it might be more of a <laughs> like kind of his uh, current look, which is more of a jumper suit looking. Right, deal. and that's the one like the one that's um the Car Andrews one, right? That he yeah. designed for the series. That's the one I would love to see him in, not the yellow and green. Yeah. With the big I mean, they can always give a nod to that as like the first outfit or the first two, <laughs> exactly. but in the end, let him wear the reverse Bruce Lee Game of Death outfit instead of yellow on black. It's black and yellow, so yeah. it's just uh, fingers crossed there on that one. Have you uh, watched the season premiere of uh, Agents of Shield? Yes, yes, I did. So we get yes, we got I to did. see Robbie Reyes as the Ghost Rider. And now I'm a little bit more upset that that series got canceled. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it it kind of worked for that show, and uh, yeah. yeah, I already miss. I kind of missed the uh, the series. It wasn't it wasn't half bad, but I think it got. The problem is it got put through the the grinder because um, Secret Wars came along, right? And, that, was and then a, there was there was the artist change as well, and yeah, a lot of we people lost weren't feeling Moore that. And, yeah, that now that sucked because I'm like, that's he was it, you know. That's that's what drew people visually mm-hmm. to it, and then a- after that, it was like, yeah, 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 it was kind of bad. Yeah, I love the opening sequence because it's pretty much the exact same opening sequence in the first issue. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, oh, they yeah, they read the books. <laughs> it's the same too, and uh, near the end of the episode, spoilers. Um, um, Robbie uh, greets his brother who's in a wheelchair, and, right? Uh, so yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, oh, they're sticking, they're sticking fairly faithfully to the, you know, to the origin story that, or, or the actual series that that came out. So, uh, well, when I saw who's playing his little brother, I got happy because I hope he dies on Fear of the Walking Dead. Oh, he's on. See, I didn't even know there was a second season of that, and uh, when yeah. I found out, I uh, I got most of the episodes, but I haven't watched them yet, so. It's actually, it's significantly better than the first season. Than the first it one? It really is. Yeah, it's, the second season is significantly better. But, like, right now, his character on the show mm-hmm. just makes, he, ah. Uh, yeah, I just would have shot him myself. <laughs> I would have, I would have just, he would have ended up like, like, like Shane. So does it, uh, so it follows the same family, right? Uh it's um two different families, but um, okay. now now there's other people in the group and everything. So gotcha. And they're in they're in I think they're in Tijuana now. Yeah, yeah, they're in Mexico. But mm. yeah, I hope his character dies, which is why he's on Agents of Shield now, and he has time because that he is so annoying on Fear the Walking Dead. He but really I gotta is. say though that first season, um, uh, they had the. Uh, uh, Coleman Domingo as uh, Victor Strand. That Victor Strand character was cool as shit, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, he really is. <laughs> I love that guy. I love his voice. Coleman, he just has that voice, and they, they used it perfectly for that role. Because uh, I've seen him in other stuff, and, and now when I do see him in other stuff, I'm kind of like, oh, man, that's Victor Strand. You, I can't <laughs> – I don't trust him, and he's so charismatic and suave, and that voice is just so See, distinct. and that's how he just brings you, you in. <laughs> That's how he just brings you in. I'm like, ah, he's like one of the best con men ever. Exactly. So yeah, he played a great role in that. This is about the best thing of that of that first season. 
pretty much. And I was mad he didn't get um, as much time because there was, I think I slept through a couple episodes. I had to go back and watch them again. But this season, bigger role, more lines. He's there. He's prominent. Nice. Yep. You'll even shed a tear for him. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. It says, yeah, I'm looking at the wiki. Recurring season one and starring in season two. They're mm, regular. Yep. Nice. Yes, See, we'll definitely check that there. out. Got, got bumped up. That's what happens when you do good work. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess that's uh, anything else. I mean, two weeks. I got sort of yeah. some news. I got, I got an operation as well. <laughs> so, I got to. Um, I got to play a whole lot of video games. <laughs> it's it's similar to getting your tonsils removed, uh, where you get to eat a whole lot of ice cream for like. You did get a lot of ice cream. Guilt free. Uh, yeah, my ice cream was video games. Um, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I I got some ice packs though. I mean, I had to put those on my tonsils. <laughs> <laughs> on your tenders. <laughs> on my tenders. <laughs> I was so. watching Kung Fu Panda. You got kicked. I said, ah, I wonder how Dan's doing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, folks, I got the big the big V done. Uh, yeah, no no, no kids, no spider kids going around anytime uh, soon at this point. Uh, hold on, what are you what are you playing now? Uh, current, actually, I caught up on Resident Evil Revelations 2. I, oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I finally got around to finishing it, and uh, now I'm a little bit obsessed. I, you know, five in the morning, I'm downstairs firing it up to... You know, get a few zombie kills in, but oh my gosh, yeah, I'm kind of late to the party. I know. See, I haven't even started that because I've been so wrapped up in Overwatch, Overwatch oh, yeah. and Battlefront still. So it's it's like a constant battle. Really, Battlefront? That. I can't stand Battlefront. <laughs> I, it's it's uh, like I have a a buddy now who's going to buy it because it's like twenty bucks. Yeah, like, I like it. It's still a beautiful game. It's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. And uh, the, the fact sound. that there's no, the, yeah, the but but the fact that there's no single player campaign really does kill it. Uh, it totally kills it. Yeah. And the fact that they did admit their the reason there isn't one is because they were trying to get it out in time for the movie. Mm-hmm. I kind of off as well. But I do like the game. I have I have I have a squad that I play with, and playing with them makes it more more fun. You know, I've got my my Overwatch buddies who I will get to see at the con. They every time they see me online playing Battlefront, like, you know, can you get off that weak ass game and come play Overwatch? <laughs> like it never fails every time. Like, hey, sorry. I like it both. I mean, it's 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 my guilty pleasure is Battlefront. Awesome. So there you go. Much video gaming. We're getting ready for the winter, man. The winter's coming, so we gotta... yeah. Got to polish off those those video games we haven't finished yet uh, for the new batch coming out of Christmas, which I won't get until spring. Well, basically, right? You got to wait till they're like greatest hits or something on PS4, and then the big announcement is the PS4 uh, VR system, right? And that's coming out for November. I, I saw that, but I don't. I don't think I. I. I, I don't think I want that. I don't think I'm. It's a little much, isn't it? Um, I don't want to wear shit on my head, and you know, yeah. I, I just don't. My TV want is perfectly fine, mounted on the wall. I do not need to mount it to my face. <laughs> 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 so, I mean, it looks cool, but it's one of those things that even they're already ad- not admitting, but saying like VR, you really don't want to play more than like half an hour to forty-five minutes of VR, uh, right. it starts to get to you, right? Uh, although, uh, you know, a real a real video game. A, current uh, video game uh you could sit there for hours you could you could binge play a video game like that but <laughs> no not in vr it'll screw you up <laughs> so you anyways know, it's, it's, uh, it's not fun if it comes with side effects well exactly and, and you got to pay for these side effects that's that's <laughs> it came for uh, free with you know a game or something sure but uh yeah you got to go out and buy this stuff um, I, I guess we should get to a little bit of news. Uh, all right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, cue the news guy. And now, the news. <laughs> Perfect. We need we need to get a soundbite of uh, Coleman um, doing the news thing. That's what we need. On the to-do list. On the to-do list. All right. Uh, just a little bit of news. Um, 
Marvel talked about their plans for having a 1 in 1,000 uh, variant cover for the new series of Venom coming out, and that'll be for issue number one. Uh, well, a few days later, they uh, there was an update, uh, and they revealed who this 1 in 1,000 uh, Venom cover artist is going to be. And Ooh. it is Todd McFarlane. Wow. I know, uh, but there's a bit of a twist to that. Um, he's uh, not Todd is not providing any original art. Um, it seems uh, that technically he can't because he's a competing company, for the most part. Uh, although what? I don't see why a joint venture wouldn't have been possible. But some are saying that it was you just can't do that. I'm like, okay, maybe it's an ethical thing. I don't know, business ethics. Hold on, because he is in he's with Image. I guess. I guess that's 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 what it is, right? Like you would Marvel wouldn't shouldn't be hiring the owner of Image or co-owner of Image to do some artwork for them, I guess. I Yeah, I but don't. I mean, he's he's one of those artists that put his stamp on Spider-Man. Like people started drawing Spidey's webs differently because yep. of him for decades. Like it was and I think they just recently started trying to like detract from his style of webbing. Mhm. But I mean, you have to, you know, for over twenty some something years. Not only that, but his stories—they were like some of the best Spider-Man stories. Do, How do you? Do, I mean, do, do. <laughs> like he put his stamp on Spidey back then. I mean, he had some really cool characters, and Venom—that was just. Uh, you you're right. It might be an ethical thing, or people might be in their feelings. We can't hire Todd. No. Yeah. So what what you can expect from this Venom number one uh, cover, one in one thousand. So that means your one in one thousand means that your local retailer actually has to order a thousand copies of this thing to get this one one variant. Uh, so if if you're real tight with your you know LCS owner, um, now's the time to ring him up and say, hey buddy, you ordering a thousand of those? Cause I want the one. Yeah, but but it, but it has to be a big store though, like bedrock yeah. or midtown you know you know that the average local town store isn't ordering a thousand <laughs> that's the kind of ordering that puts shops out of business back during the death of um superman yeah i, re I remember like three stores in my area shut down because they ordered so many of those and did not sell them all yeah, so it's it's gonna be crazy crazy rare. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be hard to well because you figure what a print run let's say a hundred thousand you sell a hundred thousand copies that gives us a uh, hundred or a thousand gives us a hundred a hundred versions of this Todd McFarlane variant. Hold on, I don't want to sound like an idiot. I want to make sure my math is right. A hundred thousand. That's ten thousand. Hundred thousand divided by. What did I say? Oh yeah. Wait, that's not what I want. Oh, yeah. You're at the water cooler. You oh, my math God. Math is <laughs> never my strong suit. Divided by 1,000, that gives us 100. Okay, exactly. 100. I was right. Ha! So, yeah, there's only going to be maybe 100, if we're lucky, 200 of these puppies go around. Because I highly doubt Venom number one is going to sell more than 200,000 copies. Um, All right, so he's not providing original artwork. So are correct. they... So they're using old an old picture of Venom that he drew. Yeah, basically it's the uh, it's the final panel or the panel uh, that was used as uh, Eddie Brock's first appearance as Venom in uh, Amazing Spider-Man 299. So at the on that last okay. page. Uh, oh, that that one. Really? Yeah, that's what they're using. So uh, so wow. they remastered that essentially. Uh, Richard Eisenhoff provided colors for it and a little bit of a sort of a background a bit of an abstract background with webbing and stuff but uh yeah it was recolored and it actually looks pretty darn good uh it's it instantly recognizable which is cool and uh it's it's a good looking cover but is it really going to be worth what people are going to be you know selling this thing for because automatically almost everybody who's going to get one of these is going to have it up on ebay the next day um so one in one thousand, though. That is wait and see. I just, I, I just think that's a ridiculous number. You it is. These stores order a thousand freaking issues of this book to get one. <sighs> and it's not even original art, right? Right. That's, 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 that's the that's other the thing. thing. If it was like a brand new 
you know, Spider-Man, well, Venom drawing from, from Todd, I would understand that, even though I'd still be a little bit dismissive. I would understand brand new he hasn't drawn the character in decades. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean, even uh, Todd McFarlane was quoted as saying, uh, don't, uh, though I have to tell you, I'm a much better artist today than the version of Todd that they're using. <laughs> Uh, and I could draw one wicked venom that would be way cooler than that. Yeah. See, even he knows. <laughs> even he knows. Uh, but he it's says like I've he's gotten uh, better since the nineties. <laughs> exactly, guys. Come on. Uh, but yeah. So I mean, they didn't even have to technically ask permission, right? Uh, but apparently, no, no, Todd, but Todd got exactly. So Todd got an email just as a uh, a heads up courtesy. But uh, for the most yeah. part, yeah, that's it. So there you go, one in one thousand variant of something Todd didn't even know he was a part of. That's her top <sighs> secret artist. Um, okay, Marvel. <laughs> if you say Thanks, so. Uh... Thanks, guys. Uh, other bit of news: Stanley renames his comic convention. Uh, I always thought Kamikaze was so stupid. I don't know why. <laughs> it's just a dumb name, isn't it? It's it sounds self-destructive, really. Um, it does. I never so, liked it. Too. So that's why what this is it called co- like Stanfest. Uh, yeah, Stanfest. Uh, no, they called it Excelsior Con. No, I'm kidding. Um, no. <laughs> so it seems that in 2016, it's just going to be called Stanley's LA Comic Con. Boring. Um, and I don't know why, but the poster that they have is like a giant squid overtaking the world. Stanley is with Hydra. <laughs> uh, so there you have it. That's just a small bit of news. It just caught my eye because I always thought Kamikaze was such a dumb name. Um, in other news, uh, Mr. Sam Humphreys, who uh, we've enjoyed at some, you know, in some Marvel capacity at at uh, one point, is currently writing uh, Green Lanterns, uh, and he, it seems that he signed an exclusive deal with DC Vertigo. So oh. we will no longer see any Sam Humphreys work at Marvel for the time being, or Image for that matter, or anywhere else. Wow. So no. Like no um, cre- no creator owned stuff either. Um, usually, uh, I don't see it in the article if they specify that or not. Uh, but usually, creator owned is an exclusion to these things. Okay. All right, that'd be good. Okay, hold on. I'm looking at this picture now, and yeah, like <laughs> even Todd's Spawn work is better than his old. You know, 90s work, which was phenomenal back then. But I'm looking at this picture. I'm like, this is no. Let the man give you some original art. <laughs> this is this is so. I'm 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 sorry, people, but if you're doing backflips over the one in one thousand Venom variant, sorry, mm-hmm. sorry, no, no. The the coloring looks solid. I mean, it gives it more weight. The webbing yeah. in the back is nice, but it's it's still it's just it looks like. It kind of looks like bad Photoshop in the back. Mm-hmm. And they're using the font from the old Venom miniseries. Yep. Uh, they should really have this uh, foil foil stamped. There's got to be a card in it. Yeah, embossed. Oh, gosh. I'm looking at that <laughs> rib cage. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. And then they have the original drawing underneath it here. All right. All right. Let's... Let's keep it moving because I could just talk shit about this all night. <laughs> um, and that's that's basically it. We're kind of in a calm before the storm here with NYCC, so we're going to be bringing you probably lots more stuff in the uh, next few episodes. Um, so yes. stay tuned for that. Which means, at this point of the show, we can now dive into this week's picks. Whee! Splish. First up, we have Speech's pick. Horizon number three. Horizon number three. There's something about that word. I don't know. Is it Horizon, Horizon? Anyways. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Finn Topa. Topa? Finn Topa didn't wish for death until his fifth night on Earth. Uh, Yet despite the pain, past the humiliation, he knows for a fact that Zaya is coming to rescue him. The Sound of Gunfire tells him she's getting closer. Written by Brandon Th- Thomas and art by Juan Gideon and uh, 
cover artist is Jason Howard. Yes. Colors by Frank Martin. I think it, yeah, Frank Martin does colors on, on here. Awesome. All right. Uh, first, since you did, um, since we credited the cover artist, I love these minimalist artistic covers mm-hmm. in the series so far. Like it's, it's just so much with so little. And this one like nails the story perfectly. So, you know, as, uh, as the synopsis says, you have Finn who's still captured and he's just getting his ass beat and tortured by, um, I forgot the name of the little, the, the clandestine, uh, agency here that has the aliens, but, um, his, his team is coming to get him. But this issue, Thomas actually introduces us to a, a bad guy, a villain, and, this is something that like we've gotten glimpses in the past two issues, but just, you know, like from the, the chat, the shadows type stuff going, um, going on here. But Lincoln, Lincoln, um, just kind of picture Baxter Stockman, but cool. <laughs> Real and, cool. Check out those yeah. high tops, man. <laughs> so a cool Baxter Stockman, um, who's like 30 years younger and just throws out Wu-Tang references as he's kicking your ass with whatever martial arts abilities that he has. Because it looks like he's also got some kind of telekinetic powers um, later on because Finn throws a punch and he just stands there and breaks the guy's arm without even moving. So I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure Thomas will explain that later. Um, Then we go, we flash back to Finn's past. I guess this is before they left their planet to go on the mission. Um, we find out that this team, even though they are a strike team, Thomas kind of like builds it like they're they're a family. I mean, they're all fighting for their survival because remember in Horizon, we're the ones trying to invade their planet because we've pissed this one straight to hell. And um, right now they found out we've captured, you know, some of their people and they're trying to get them back. But it seems like Finn at once made a move on his commanding officer and she gave him, you know, that that awkward brush off where you go in for the kiss and you just don't get it. So that was, I mean, Thomas pretty much captured the perfect awkwardness of that scene. Cause guys, we've all been there. I mean, maybe not the Spider-Man geek cause he's cooler than most, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I've never been yeah. rejected. So I'm just, Oh, uh, see, see, there you go, sir. You're, you're our one. You're, you're our Neo. So, um, Right now, Thomas also shows that um, Zia's powers or abilities here have also come with, with, with the price because every time she accesses them, she looks like she's in like serious pain. And we see here that um, her life is pretty much on the line when she does access these abilities. But it's a great prison break um, issue. The action moves fast. I, I love the art style here. It's, it's just gritty and still high tech and sci-fi. And what we have here is a great display of like how their their tech works, their weapon works. So you have like these real cool sci-fi weapons and it's nothing like huge and over the top. They keep it simple, but fun. And like I said, Horizon so far has been a great series, three um, issues in and we finally get a reveal of a villain. I just hope it progresses like this. Um, the cliffhanger page kind of got me. I felt there was something wrong because mm-hmm. even um, Finn, Finn was like cautious about them getting him because I think they've had him like over a week and he's like, look, you know, you gotta, you gotta scan me. And when they scan him, they realize that it's, it's a little worse <laughs> than what they thought it was. So I'm gonna go ahead and pass it over to you. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, uh, I didn't get to read issue two, but we did, pick issue one at one point so it's not like i'm totally unfamiliar um yeah it seems it's an interesting premise the characters are kind of cool uh, visually i think the art could be a little stronger in us distinguishing um you know zaya and sherry uh in the sense that not in the sense that they themselves are, aren't you know unique enough in their appearance is the it's the uh, jumping back and forth between like a uh, disguise, you know they sort of all the tech provides them a mystique type ability right, where they can essentially uh, they're like image inducers or what have mm-hmm. you, and they can disguise themselves. So um, so in the art the panel work here it it very much jumps from 
them looking like their alien selves to them looking like their human selves to them looking like another human uh it can get easily confusing especially in the chaos of the of the action here um so it didn't it didn't entirely throw me off but it did jar me a little bit where i had to sort of go back and and sort of follow you know follow the bouncing ball as it were um so Literally I, in here so exactly so i think that yeah pop pop um i think there was some improvements that could be made uh when that kind of stuff happens in this book uh otherwise yeah it's interesting we're getting a bit of a love triangle i think because finn and sherry seem to be um or at least sherry feels a certain way about finn i i, I believe is what i got from this and uh yeah but the commander's been a bad bad girl as well because that that rejection turned into something else if i'm not mistaken yeah, in later flashbacks so here we go I blame we the got... alcohol i blame <laughs> the alcohol they both had bottles that's right so blame... that's right yeah and I watching the, the stars i mean really can you can you blame anyone um holding hands watching the stars about to go on that life or death mission exactly so hey things are getting interesting uh yeah so the tension is high the action there's tons of it uh, uh, the story itself seems to be prog- progressing along nicely, and uh, great cliffhanger at the end. Uh, stakes are high, and uh, you'll definitely want to come back for issue four on this. Um, but overall, I was just sort of left like, yeah, I wasn't blown away by it, but it's definitely solid. So we can go ahead and rate it. All right, I give Horizon Three a seven and a half. Um, I'll give it a seven. Okay. All right, uh, we can move on to my pick, which is, oh, I haven't picked one of these in a long time, Amazing okay. Spider-Man, number 18. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Before Dead No More marches you closer to the spider event of 2016, Excelsior. Um, <laughs> the moment you've been waiting for has come. Doc Ock has been trapped in the body of the living brain. Where's <laughs> this since the first issue, but now it's time for him to <laughs> act. <laughs> uh, written by Dan Slott, of course. Art is by R.B. Silva, Adriano Di Benedetto, and of course the cover art, as has been the norm uh, since the you know this latest volume, has been provided by Alex Ross. Uh, oh. The what's that? Oh, that guy. That guy. Who's that guy? I never heard of him. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, Amazing Spider-Man, I've I've been in a bit of a... How do you say? I've been a bit cold on Spider-Man, or specifically Amazing Spider-Man, um, for the last little while. I think pretty much since this volume started. Um, don't like the whole CEO, Dr. Peter Parker thing going on. Uh, he's like a new Tony Stark or what have you. Um, so I wasn't sold on it at all, having uh, Hobby Brown go away, uh, uh, you know, parading around as, as his decoy, that kind of stuff. Uh, but if you liked Slot's run back in Superior Spider-Man and anything to do with the whole Doc Ock stuff, uh, this issue is a bit of a treat. Uh, it's definitely a solid issue. We revisit some stuff that's happened in the past during Spider-Verse, uh, during Superior Spider-Man, um... So we open up with that flashback of Peter Parker fighting uh, Doc Ock, Superior Spider-Man, during Spider-Verse at the moment right before Doc Ock goes back to present time because naturally they had to send him back to present time so Peter could defeat him and then resume, you know, inhabiting his body and becoming Spider-Man. That was part of Spider-Verse. So yeah, so the timeline wouldn't implode. They had to send Doc Ock back. Unfortunately, he did sort of forget. Uh, he did sort of forget what happened, but he knew something happened. So right away, <laughs> what we find out is that he ended up um, downloading his consciousness at that time into his gauntlets. Uh, so anything that happened after that point, where Peter Parker won and and it became Spider-Man again, uh, Doc Ock is unaware of because his his you know his consciousness stopped. essentially living at that point and the gauntlet was put in stasis for a hundred days so it's been a hundred days since that event um so they're cleaning up the rubble of the old uh parker industries and uh and that's when the the gauntlet uh grows legs uh becomes a little octobot and uh 
Doc Ock's consciousness starts to plan and plot his revenge. Um, not being able to get close to Peter Parker, he ends up finding the next best thing, which was the living brain. Uh, it was around helping up with the cleanup, and since Doc Ock is the one that basically recommissioned the living brain, uh, he decided to download his consciousness into that, as it's a bit better suited than the gauntlet. So he's running around Parker Industries, sort of getting to know, biding his time, plotting as Doc Ock does, and uh, getting uh, taking advantage to getting closer to Anna Maria again. And uh, we find out that she has a bit of a love interest, which he then takes care of in a very sort of funny way. He keeps offering people drinks and, uh, you know, doing the kind of... <laughs> subtle sort of things uh while in the meantime doc ock is like a pure ball of rage inside the living in the living brain so it's a good issue uh it had me worried about halfway through where i'm kind of like oh no is dan slot in such of a a lull right now i like i don't know how anybody else feels about the current the current incarnation of spider-man but i felt like maybe slot felt he was in a bit of a lull so uh, we're bringing back Superior Spider-Man. I thought this was like, oh no, are we re- revisiting the same thing where Doc Ock is actually going to become Spider-Man again? Um, yeah. So it had me worried for a little bit, but that if you felt the same way, you know, it ends up going away by the end of the issue. This is uh, almost a completely self-contained little story uh, for nostalgic purposes, but it's well-packaged, well-put-together. R.B. Silva's art is definitely strong. This is the, you know... Um, Marvel House style. Uh, I don't know if it's the inking that does it uh, in that sense, but if you've been used to, you know, Stuart Eminen and um, uh, who's the uh, Perez, I believe, uh, that sort of style, uh, that's kind of what it reminds me of. Uh, good job there. It's a good looking issue. The, the story we get to revisit and the living brain, Anna Maria, all those guys, Spider Man doing his Spider Man thing. Um, it was just a lot of fun. It was actually more fun than I thought. I would have uh, considering the Doc Ock uh, angle and uh, and considering how this series has been up to this point. Yeah, I, I just It hasn't been fun for me. And uh, this one is, so that's why I picked it. So, what did you think? All right. Kind of like you, I haven't been having fun with this. I think I read maybe the first... I think I read issues one, three, and like five. And none of them were getting me to just, okay, I'm going to stick with it. Like, I took it off my pull list and everything. And somebody, I think like two or three people said, you should really read 18, really read 18, because they know I liked the Superior Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse storyline. So I'm like, all right. And then kind of like you, I was I was a little bit wary because I'm like, okay, are we going to get just a rehash of that? Um, I was the, I don't even remember the thing about the gauntlets. No, I think this is something that was sort okay. of, uh, oh, it's while you weren't looking, here. this happened. Right, Do you right. know what I mean? Okay. Then they, you know, they formed together to make a little multi-legged electronic spider-like thing. I'm like, okay. But um, I do remember that um, the download speak. I do remember that, but I don't, I, I just didn't remember the thing about the gauntlets. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it comes back and. Maria is one of my favorite characters ever since she was introduced. So I was glad that, you know, she's here and just prominent. But again, even in those earlier issues, it just wasn't enough to keep me. This issue here, I liked, I had fun with, and it reminded me of how much fun I was having with it. Even though I know a lot of people hated the Superior Spider-Man, you know, line. I don't know why it was great. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, and kind of like you said, you know, I, w- I was waiting for the other shoe to drop because I'm like, OK, is he just going to try to jump in Peter's body again or, you know, the other guy's body? But, you know, Pete is still a few steps ahead and he doesn't even know it. Um, So, you know, you've got the robot playing his role. I think it it was just hilarious as he's trying to find a way to also not only get his body back, but when Maria. Back. Yeah. So, you know, she's she's looking at the the. um at Peter on screen and he's like, uh, and then she's actually got this new romance in the office, but he gets that dude a job <laughs> in Australia. I mean, with all these like, amazing like, coincidences. Yeah. Right. Right. He's like, not, not just, just a job. Like, you know, just on the other side of the States, he, no, you're going to Australia, bitch. I'm sending you way, way far away. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a lot going on. And 
I guess Doc Ock had to come back some way. And if it's done smartly like this, I understand. And it's it. And I'm and I'm fine. Um, this issue itself, art wise, story wise, was great. Um, you know, I just didn't. Now, when the conscious was downloaded, of course, it was before Doc Ock made that huge sacrifice. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and you can see how the downloaded consciousness isn't accepting the fact that Doc Ock would make a sacrifice for the love of Anna Maria. You know, yeah. when he was like, all right, fine, you take take over, you can do it because um, it was that fight with the go- with the goblin. So um, I guess when Doc Ock does return, we'll get a Doc Ock who's he's fleshed out up to that point, mm-hmm. I guess. So that's that part kind of bugged me because that was one of the things that actually made Superior Spider-Man like put it over was Doc Ock making that sacrifice and like making the hero's choice. Mm-hmm. You know, he's an asshole. He made the hero's choice there. So I don't I don't know. But like you said, Spider-Man was doing Spider-Man things swinging around. I still love the fact that Anna Maria knows um, Peter's secret because of the whole Doc Ock thing. But um, yeah, he's got the uh, the shrapnel stuck in his back. Oh yeah, <laughs> he says, yeah. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. You know, yeah, it stings a little. <laughs> stings a little. But, you know, that was just great. <laughs> but like I said, I mean, I'm um, I guess he's gonna try to get his get his body back. Yeah, well, that's uh, you know, this is leading into uh, Dead No More, which has been revealed to actually be the clone conspiracy. Um, right. Considering the hints that they're dropping in this issue with the uh, whole uh, being able to uh, process synthetic organs, I guess, we are going to more than likely see Doc Ock put together a clone of Spider-Man, or Peter Parker, I should say. So put together a new Peter Parker, uh, because Doc Ock, out of frustration here, learns that he can actually only download his consciousness uh, bioorganically into into Peter Parker. Uh, the, yeah. <laughs> their minds are matched, right? Because he tried doing it to uh, Anna Maria's uh, new love interest, but uh, it backfired on him. He had some feedback on that, and uh, it didn't yeah. work. And that's when he realized it can only be through Peter. So those are the clues that are all leading up to Doc Ock coming back as Peter Parker, as a you know new... Think of the island, right? They raise clones for body parts, type thing. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's kind of what we're gonna get. All right. So yeah, we can we can go ahead and rate it. Okay. So this one was fun. Amazing Spider-Man 18. I will give it an eight. I will actually give it an eight as well. Awesome. It probably uh, would have scored higher if that whole tantrum didn't ha- um, happen. But because because of that tantrum, we did get a nice action scene. But like I said, I'm I'm still kind of iffy on that part because I, I just feel like it kind of neg- negates, I guess, the progress. I don't, I don't, well, we get to revisit whether or not um, we'll have, uh, Otto will have that choice again, right? Especially if he inhabits, you know, Peter Parker once more. So who's to say? Yeah, but... But Anna Maria already makes it known here that there's no way she'd fall in love she'd with Doc fall in Ock love, yeah. unless, you know, he does. He, he just tries to get rid of Peter again. again. But, you know, she'd, she'd be the one to see straight through it. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So, uh-huh. all right. Uh, yeah. So now I guess it's time for some backup picks. Backup pick time. Backup pick time. All right. I dove into a lot of comics this week first um all right first did you read any of the revolution comics that came out i have not no okay do you know what revolution is i have i do not know okay well all right let me let me introduce you revolution is the um hasbro properties that idw has okay like gi joe transformers mask Micronauts, ROM, Action Man. So mm. they're all thrown together in this event. It's the Revolution event that they have. And the first issue of Revolution, as crazy as it is, it was actually real good. Um, basically, ROM is kind of, ROM goes and kills a bunch of Joes, but they're not Joes, they're diorates that have taken on the human form. So, of course, Rom is already framed for that. 
Um, the tensions between the Autobots, Decepticons, and humans is a little bit iffy because of stuff that, that's been going on. So they also think Rom is with the Transformers because he looks like a robot. Trans, yeah. Right. So um, at the beginning, Action Man and one of the Joes who he has a past with, you know, come, come together and that kind of like kicks everything off. And I thought it was going to be horrible. It wasn't. Like I said, it was fun to just have all these things come together. And, and I guess the big bad coming into it will be Miles Mayhem from Mask. Mm. So, yeah. And I think the first issue of Mask Revolution comes out this new comic book day. So that'll be tomorrow. So hopefully that'll be good. Um, I, let's see. I looked at Mighty Thor number 11. which Holy took, shit, uh, eh? Yeah. Yeah. See? <laughs> That's exactly what I, I was like. I put it down. Like I actually sat the book down. I I stood up, walked around, sat back down, read it again, and was like, "Holy Re- shit!" Rem- remember when we were all talking about, especially Jeff, uh, saying how Jane uh, can handle Mjolnir much differently than you know Thor Odinson did, and it's yeah. almost you know almost uh, feels sentient to a certain extent. Um, so yeah. keep that in mind when you read Mighty Thor number eleven. <laughs> Yes, definitely an oh shit moment there. Um, let's see. Okay, this one shocked the hell out of me, and it's an oh shit moment in my in my life. Um, Superman number seven. <gasps> <laughs> Did you read Trinity at all, or? No, no, I don't even know why I read Superman seven. It um, that one actually. I, um, sometimes the cover is kind of cool. The cover was nice, but like I've, I, I have been hearing good things about it. But sometimes certain books just get put into my pull list, and I just grab everything and go and go home like a little kid. So I read it. It's a it's a done in one story. They're at the fair. They're taking some Clark Lois John family time, and it's just a really great self contained story. And I think that's probably why I liked it a lot. Like I didn't need the other history of, of the six issues. I mean, you know, I. I pretty much have a general idea about Superman and his back and his own background here. But even if you don't, it's just a really nice, cool, done in one story there. Is so it, is it just that, me or does the art remind you of a Marvel book? It, yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, Revisionist num, num, number four was good. It's just a really gritty time travel thriller book. Um, Power Man and Iron Fist 8. Civil War pretty much is made all the other tie-ins suck but i think the fact that david walker his story is pretty much allowed to remain his own story and the civil war tie-in part doesn't even happen until the very end like he's still able to tell his story about his characters and then at at, at the end he has to include all the other rubbish but it's mm-hmm. it's been great so far um let's see aquaman 7 and i blame you for the for my damn Aquaman love now. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since you got you have like gotten me hooked now. I'm like, okay, I gotta get the next issue. I gotta get the next issue. This I like this run of Aquaman better than the new fifty two run. 52, Everybody yeah. was like, Oh my god, he's so cool now. now and yeah, don't that, don't helped. spoil it don't spoil it too much because I actually haven't gotten around to reading issue seven yet. Okay. Um Black Mana does some more cool shit. And awesome. Aquaman needs a vacation. He just he just needs a vacation because this shit is just stressful. Um, (laughs) uh, let's see black eyed kids number six white haired children that it would just opal black eyes are just creepy as hell Simon Kudransky's art just keeps this thing just scary Um, aliens life and death number one and um, I will also go with ROM number three it's just great story and the art in the ROM series is wow yeah so those are my backup picks. Awesome. Well, you definitely read a hell of a lot more comics than I did. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to echo Mighty Thor 11. That was a holy shit issue. I'm sure I, I would love to hear Jeff's opinion on it um, when he gets back. Um, actually, uh, oddly enough, uh, because I haven't been liking this series too much in this you know, current one, but uh, Venom, Space Knight number 12. Uh, last you issue, actually read it? I actually read it, yeah. I mean, last oh. issue we had Sandoval on. And it's kind of like gives you that whole 90s vibe, right? Um, 
So it's a good-looking book, a bit messier than what we're used to with like Joe Mad, but it's in that same style. And uh, so it's a good-looking book, and the story was kind of like fun because Spider-Man sort of guest stars in this, and you know Venom's convincing Spider-Man in kind of a cool way that it's no longer the Venom symbiote that he you know he's used to, and uh, the symbiote itself doesn't really remember the events that transpired. Uh, for Peter <laughs> Parker to hate. That's convenient. That's convenient. It's, oh, it, no, I don't okay. remember all that bad shit I did. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're right. It feels super convenient. It feels like more of a, hey, by the way, here's the issue that shows that Spider-Man's cool with Venom being around now. Um, yeah. But it was still fun. Uh, very nostalgic. I love the, the look of the uh, the art. And, uh, and you know, we kind of get a little bit of everything here. There's uh, some cool action scenes, some good-looking characters, Spidey doing his thing, his team-up team thing with, with the new Venom Space Knight. So, I don't know. I had fun with it. Um, I guess it works because they reset the, um, the symbiote. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, yeah, that may, makes sense, but still. And it's tying, right, into it the, it's tying into the previous series where uh, we get to see uh, Mania and uh, Slash Andy. Um, you know, Venom's little sidekick from the, yeah. from the, uh, it was the previous series, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, just before he joined Guardians of the Galaxy. So there's some, there's some shit hanging. There's a cliffhanger there. Uh, so check that out if you're curious. Uh, other than that, other than that, what was good? What was good? Um, so I'm going to take your word for Aquaman 7 because I definitely was going to have it in my backups if I got around to reading it. Uh, Trinity, I'm halfway through, and it seems fairly decent, uh, I, except I'm only up to the part where, uh, Batman and, well, Batman, Bruce and Diana are at the door, and Jonathan Kent sort of uses x-ray vision, and sees that, <laughs> sees that it's Batman and Wonder Woman, because, you know, he's got the bat symbol under his shirt, <laughs> right? And for it's some awesome. reason, I Led can't, shirt. I can't wait to get to get to the part where she explained this, but Diana brought a wild boar um, that she hunted and killed, and oh. she dropped it on the front porch for some reason. And this is why I want to keep reading the issue. But, and like, why it, did she not bring about one? to eat it? Yes, I, I don't know. So all Jonathan Kent sees is Batman, Wonder Woman, and a dead carcass on his front porch. So I... <laughs> You know, and this has all the makings of a good issue to me. So even though I'm halfway through it, uh, it's one of my backups. Uh, th that's about it. We can we can jump into some stay away froms. Okay, as far as stay away froms go, I'm gonna go ahead and get this one out of the way. Um, and it wouldn't have been a stay away from had the artist been changed, but Uncanny X Men 13. Oh wow. Yeah, Exodus. I thought that was a given. Aren't they a stay away from by default or? Well, I found out Exodus was back. Okay. And I liked him as a villain. And the story the story is actually very it's, – it's like a chess game. Magneto's playing a chess game, and now you're kind of on that um, – you're, you're, you're on the line of, well, do we trust him or don't we? We know mm -hmm. he's – you know, is he going back to his ways that, you know, we're going to have mutant kind safe by any means ne um, necessary? But, you know, I was told Exodus was back. And then it's like, oh, man, I had to sit there and suffer through page after page of Greg Land's skinny carbon cardboard cutout women. And just the his characters just are like those scary, lifeless dolls yeah. in horror movies that come and attack you. That's what his characters look like. Yeah, this issue is actually particularly bad uh, in, the, in the art. Oh, God. Um, let's see. What else? Um so I picked up Cyborg number one, a book I really want to like because I'm a huge Cyborg fan. Um, however, this was about that whole, and I just feel like we're retreading the same thing yeah, David Walker soon? already did. You know, I'm like Walker already went through the whole, you know, self doubt and my more machine than man type thing. He may not have gone through this extent, but I'm like, we sit through like what four pa um, pages of him at a jazz club i'm like really he had to go to a jazz club to find his humanity and i'm like okay you know <laughs> the improv I, I was like oh god and then what bugged me is the fact that in order to blend in he throws on shades and a hoodie and some baggy pants i'm like but it was already a, a 
established not just a month and a half ago that he has tech, his tech has evolved to where he can change and look human when he needs to. Yeah. And that was just a huge, those were really two huge misses for me. Other than that, like art wise, <clears throat> book was okay. Art wise, I like that. The story moved well, but, but I'm like, if we're hitting, those were just two big things that just really just knocked it all the way down for me. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, we're back at the self-doubt stuff again, and he's wearing a hoodie and shades. Yeah. Gotcha. Because that's gonna that's gonna do it. All right. So yeah, that one that one didn't do it for me. Um let's see. Civil War number five. Um the only part I liked was the fact that they had the vision and spoil and spoiler alert, um, of Miles holding Hydra Cap's dead body. I clapped. <laughs> Because nobody cares. I mean, I'm sorry. They can show Captain America just getting stomped out by the Thing, Fin Fang Foom, and Doctor Doom, and I'm pretty sure people would clap right now because he's a Hydra agent. Nobody is gonna <laughs> feel bad. Nobody's gonna feel bad for Cap right now at all. But if it was like this, just needed to be a silent issue so I can just see Marquez's art and just marvel at that because mm-hmm. as far as the, the story itself, it just seems now it really seems forced. It really does. I'm just like, nothing bad happens until you people step in to stop it, Carol. <laughs> exactly. Like, I I really hate Carol right now. Like, Captain Marvel is a pain and it's it's just annoying to even see her dialogue and try to make a point and I'm pissed off that I'm actually siding with Tony and I'm pissed off that Black Panther is siding with Carol. <laughs> what's worse what's worse about the entirety of Civil War 2 is that it feels if you were reading Captain Marvel before, right? Now it just feels like they introduced War Machine as a love interest for her specifically to kill him off in Civil War 2. Because they wanted Captain Marvel to lead, right. you know, the opposition, but Captain Marvel has a really shitty supporting cast for the most part, and they they didn't have anyone for her to, you know, to help with the motivation and such. So it 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 feels so orchestrated to this point now. It's kind of like, ugh, it loses its. If you wanted fans to connect about that relationship, you shouldn't have left it alone after four or five years. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you can count on one hand how many issues you've actually read where they've had an intimate moment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and you can count like, on that same hand how many people actually knew there were, you know, a couple, a thi- yeah, a couple right. of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I only knew by accident. <laughs> I picked up an issue. I'm like, what the fuck? And it was when, <laughs> it was it was during that um it was during that uh, that very very short run for um, War Machine. Where he had his short, I think about two, maybe two years ago, maybe, uh-huh. and they, um, he he went to visit her and they slept together again. But you know, if if you're gonna have that be the catalyst of it, or at, or at least a huge portion, you shouldn't have left their relationship alone year um, years ago. They should yeah. have been building. You should have been cultivating that so Sh- fans would have given a damn because it should oh, have been known Rody as a died. power couple by that point before. Right. Yeah. yeah I'm like, oh, okay. Rody Rody died and she's upset. We were we understood more about Tony, you know, breaking down. Yeah. Than we did about her and her and him and and Tony's thing is understandable and I'm like, "Oh my god, Tony's making sense." And that's and the wor- just... that's the worst part too is <laughs> is because the two main players that it, well, I mean on Carol's part it seemed like such a loose link to War Machine. They're just using War Machine as it wasn't even the catalyst. It was just sort of something to for them to be at odds. Like, I I don't know. It just yeah. It didn't have I'm, that impact. I'm I'm still mad the black guy had to die to piss <laughs> off people. I'm like, really, we get black Goliath dying in in Civil War That's One. That's right. Stop. I mean, sure, sure they blew up the town with the kids and killed them. You know, fine. But when you know the he, the hero's death was. Black Goliath, and they did him so wrong. They just got a bunch of like construction vehicles, dug a hole, wrapped him up, and dropped him in it. I'm like, really? That's fucked up. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. really? 
All, and, all those smart guys, nobody could shrink them. No pin particles could shrink them. That's what I was going to say. Where's Hank Pym when you need him, right? <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, shit. Tony, Janet, somebody Janet, shrink, anyone. shrink this man. So, you know, <laughs> or chop him up died. or something. <laughs> Phantom zone him? I don't, I don't know. And then now, you know, C- Civil War II, the big push at the beginning, War Machine dies. I'm like, really? Another brother has to go? <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! It it just seems, you know, with that, and it just seems like a really weak argument. You, you, Ulysses is, you know, I, I it's feel so and so is going to do this. Okay, then let's do it. And the didn't worst is that this shit won't end home? until like January. <laughs> yes, or, didn't it get pushed back? I think so. Even further, right? Spring, like April oh, or god. something stupid. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, man. So yeah, that um that was just a really big letdown right there. And uh, let me see, that actually counts as two. <laughs> from just to be honest with you, um, Justice League number five was Still just disappointed nice, with JLA. It's it's a nice no no no. This is just Justice League. Okay. Not America, yeah, Justice League. Um, it was just a nice looking book. As far as the story, you can just flip through the pictures and enjoy those. But uh, yeah. All right. Um, so is that it for your stay away from? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll echo cyborg number one um, for the two main points that you raised, as well as my own third point. Why the hell is cyborg wearing jogging pants on the treadmills? <laughs> oh my god! I forgot about that. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. And I look at that like, who? Who put like, sweatpants on him? <laughs> like in the writer's note, can you put some jogging pants on Cyborg? I mean... <sighs> he's not wearing running shoes. Is he going to sweat? I know, it's dumb. It's absolutely dumb. Now, uh, another thing about his, about that, and it, and it let, and it put me on this thread, which, is what's, which was a dangerous thread to tug on at the time, because I was in a pissed off state already after reading Civil War. Uh-huh. But I'm looking at Cyborg himself. I'm like, can we just... And it bothered me as a kid, even in the 80s, because as a black kid, I'm like, who cuts his hair? <laughs> because who's going to have to edge him up off that one off the plate there yeah. and come around? And I'm like, um, who's doing that? Just And I was so great, greatly relieved when, like, even on the cartoon, he's bald. I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. That makes so sense. That makes so much sense. And then I'm like, yes, bald. And I'm looking at the hair thing like that's just annoying the hell out of me. And if you notice, Deathlock looked like a toned down cyborg in Civil War Five. Yeah. I was like, oh, Marvel. Well, they're trying to make him look look more like um like the uh, Agents of Shield show, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. But he's not wearing jogging pants. Exactly. Um. <laughs> so, so yeah, I will echo Civil War Two as well. This shit is just getting old to me. I did, They're dragging it out. Uh, it doesn't feel. It doesn't have the same impact the first did. It's no, not going to be anywhere as big. I don't know why this shit has to keep going till the spring. Um. <laughs> Other than that, yeah, Uncanny X-Men 13 as well. Uh, I'm glad I... I mean, yeah, it's it definitely was on the chopping block, and that solidified it. I, You know, it took me this long, right? But whatever, I had a little bit of hope. There's some issues of Greg Land's run were okay-ish, but this one was particularly bad. It just reminded me of the bad stuff from, you know, what was it, seven years ago he was on Uncanny? And it's just wrong. Oh. And, uh, yeah, that'll basically be it. I didn't get a chance to read much else than that. Great so, plan. I guess, oh, I'm waiting for Jeff to take over, but, uh, yeah. That, <laughs> that, that's not happening. That's not happening, not today. Um, so this, uh, basically, uh, we're at the part of the show that saddens us all. Um, we've, we've reached the conclusion. So we've talked about comics, uh, because that's what we do. And uh, because of that, we'd like to thank um, we'd like to thank all of our supporters: uh, TMV Cafe, Underground Video Network, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, ComicAttack.net. Uh, you can go over to ComicAttack.net and check out everything we do, like chirps, reviews, uh, news, manga, movies, columns, podcasts, SuperheroStuff.com, uh, reviews, product reviews. Uh, we got some good stuff going on over there, so be sure to check that out. And uh, we hope you enjoy the week. 
uh, read more comics, uh, keep in touch with NYCC News as it's going to develop. Uh, stay on top of that. And uh, also like to note that we may have some sort of a special treat in one form or another for next episode. We may or may not be trying something completely new. Completely new? Maybe not completely new. We're toying around with maybe a new format, so be sure to check that out. Or, and, or, we could have some special guest um, for an interview that will be coming up. I don't know if it will be next episode, but soon we will have an interview for you guys, so you won't want to miss that. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Might, uh, e- might even do a show blindfolded. There blindfolded, folks. Walking the razor's edge. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do mine with um, earplugs in. <laughs> so hopefully that works. And, uh, yeah, have yourselves a good week. Uh, We'll see you next time, and stay thirsty.